everyone, welcome back to another episode of Cute Kind Of. If this is your first time here, hello, hi, my name is Layla, and welcome to my beauty and fashion, wait, nope, my beauty and lifestyle podcast. Um, if this is your first time here, hi, this is the very first episode of season 5, episode 65, so that's a very exciting However, today's episode is going to be on a much more serious note. I will be talking about the anti-Asian hate crimes in the United States. And trigger warning, I'm talking about hate crimes. I'll be mentioning the videos, so on and so forth. So if you do not want to listen to those, I will link a timestamp or write a timestamp in the info box slash so notes. So you can just skip to the second half of this episode. I will be talking about like writers and influencers to follow in the beauty, lifestyle, fashion sector. Um, These are my favorite influencers of all time slash writers I've been following for years. A huge inspiration to me that I highly suggest you check them out and follow them. So... I recorded this episode about three times, I believe. So the very first time I recorded it, it was a very, um, I feel like I was just rambling on and I wasn't making any points. And then the second time was the same thing. And now I'm re-recording it with more of a clear head and much more with the intention of like what I want to say exactly and the points I want to make. So I am Pakistani American, so I'm South Asian American. However, I've always considered myself Asian American. I know for a lot of South Asians, they kind of look at themselves as more South Asian specifically, or they don't consider themselves Asian American. I've always considered myself Asian American. However, it's important to note that the anti-Asian American hate crimes that I'm going to be talking about today are were mostly geared towards people who look East Asian or Southeast Asian. So I wanted to share some statistics from Stop AAPI Hate. Um, this is from their national report that was published on March 16th, 2021. The report covers the 3,795 incidents received by the Stop AAPI Hate Reporting Center from March 19, 2020 to February 28, 2021. It said that Chinese were the largest ethnic group at 42.2% that reported experienced hate, followed by Koreans at 14.8%, Vietnamese people at 8.5%, and Filipinos at 7.9%. It covers all 50 states and the District of Columbia. It says that women report hate incidents 2.3 times more than men, and the types of discrimination experienced is verbal harassment at 68.1%, and shunning at 20.5%. Physical assault at 11.1%. Um, civil rights violations like workplace discrimination, refusal of service, and more at 8.5%. And then online harassment makes up 6.8% of total incidents. I'm going to link this entire national report on the blog so you can go through it and I highly suggest it. Towards the end it does give the personal stories of specific incidents and to be very honest I only got through the verbal harassment section and I was feeling sick. As I was reading those specific stories it kind of gave me the same feeling I would get when I was like on Twitter and on Twitter there's a lot of videos circulating of the attacks like video footage so please be aware when you are looking into um, anti-Asian hate crimes on Twitter and 
they're absolutely like I can barely like stomach them when I watch them because they're so violent. They're extremely violent and majority of these attacks are completely unprovoked. And on top of that, the attackers are going specifically after people who are traditionally seen as unable to protect themselves or put up a fight, which include women, obviously. Like I mentioned, they report the hate crimes 2.3 times more than men. But then also on top of that, Asian elderly are oftentimes the victims of these attacks, which is very disheartening. I think if you go on Twitter, I think everyone has seen several instances of an Asian elderly person being attacked. And it's extremely setting especially coming from a culture or cultures where your elderly are seen as the most respected and just the most revered. So one of the very first articles I read about this was back in early February from the LA Times talking about how there are about 832 anti-Asian hate crimes reported across California in a three-month time span and this was also from Stop AAPI Hate and I was just like whoa that's a lot. And I mean, one hate crime is too many, but 800 is a lot. And that's when I was like, something's happening. On top of that, I've just been reading more stories, news articles specifically for the past several weeks on top of seeing all the videos posted to Twitter. And it's extremely unsettling and it's extremely upsetting. Like yesterday, I read an article from the New York Times by Vanessa Hua. It talked about how at the beginning of the pandemic, a lot of Asian American adults were fearful of their parents catching COVID from just going outside and doing errands. And now it's kind of shifted to the children being worried that if when their parents leave the house to go do errands, there's a possibility that they might be assaulted. The article was very well written and I will link it on the blog for you guys to read. I also have a ton of other like articles I've read and would recommend from places like Birdie, Vogue, other publications that I highly suggest you read. And then on top of that, I will be linking a bunch of um, donation pages that you guys can donate to. A lot of them are victims of hate crimes. I'm also going to link the GoFundMe for the AAPI journalist therapy really fund they are currently at sixty three thousand dollars and they're trying to reach a goal of one hundred thirty five thousand dollars the whole purpose of this fund is to provide mental health slash like self-care therapy services to aapi journalists a lot of whom have been at the forefront reporting these stories and when reporting these stories they can be very emotionally mentally draining and taxing on them so this fund is meant to help them through it finally the last thing i'm going to link slash recommend for you guys is this video from the try guys called we need to talk about anti-asian hate it's about an hour and 10 minutes long but it's worth the entire hour and 10 minutes very informative um, the only person who's kind of moderating slash narrating the entire story slash video is eugene lee young he you probably know him if you're familiar with like buzzfeed try guys so on and so forth um phenomenal video because it actually goes into the history of anti-Asian hate in America. The video talks about anti-Asian hate dating back from World War II, even before that, and specifically talks about anti-Asian hate against East Asians and Southeast Asians. Finally, um, I kind of don't know how to leave off this section properly or like appropriately, but just know that I like to think things will get better. 
Like, I think, if anything, having conversations like this is very important in kind of progressing forward. I know when I, like, read about all of these starting in, like, February, it was a lot of, a lot of anger, a lot of just, like, kind of disbelief on kind of what's happening, and then remembering that anti-Asian hate has been around for a very, very long time, um, and hopefully... Like I said, things do get better. Hello, so welcome to the second section of this episode, and we are going to talk about some of my favorite Asian American editors slash influencers who are in the beauty, fashion, lifestyle space. Space, sorry. When I refer to influencers, so I don't follow influencers really on Instagram or on Twitter. If you make YouTube videos, I will follow you. But other than that, actually, I don't even think I follow any influencers on my personal Instagram. I just remember them. So I'll look them up here and there and then like like a bunch of their posts and just go. But um, I'm going to talk about some of my favorite like YouTubers. Um, I highly suggest you check them out. These are YouTubers that have inspired me greatly over the past several years. And not to mention the writers slash editors I'm mentioning today have also heavily inspired me in my like beauty writing career. So we're just gonna get started. So the very first person is Christina Rodelfo. She's the beauty director at Women's Health Magazine. I love her, she is so, so nice. I remember one time I was listening to her episode with Life with Mariana and she was just talking about how hard it is to get into like the beauty editorial space. And I DM'd her after just being like, hey, like I was, I'm in the same position, like." I'm in the same position you were and I really appreciate this episode and she just sent me a very very nice follow-up message so I really appreciated that. Next we have Sarah Tan Christensen. She's the co-host of Gloss Angeles. Um, she's a contributor to Allure and formerly was working at Bustle. Um, she's a fellow beauty podcast angel. I love her. I think she's so nice. And I think she has a baby named Zoe. She's a new mom. Super cute. Follow her on Instagram. But I love her on Los Angeles alongside Kirby. Next is Michelle Lee. She's a fashion beauty editor and stylist at Teen Vogue. I like her a lot too. I don't really... Okay, so very important note. I don't know any of these people personally, but I just like their work. If you go on her Instagram, she has like the most fun pink hair, which gives total hair dyeing inspiration, especially coming up to summer. Like I think I've mentioned this, but I really want to dye my hair gray like every other brown person. But um, but the only reason I'm not doing it is because I want to go to an actual like hairstylist slash colorist. So yeah, but she has very fun pink hair and I really like her fashion sense and the work she does with Teen Vogue. I actually really, really like Teen Vogue. Highly recommend you read their work or check out their work. My voice is getting very weird. I'm very sorry. But next person is... But next person is Sarah Y. Wu. She's a beauty editor and copywriter at Milk Makeup. She's a former editor, and I actually really, really enjoy her um, copywriting at Milk. I have not bought a Milk Makeup product in a while. I need to do that again. Um, next is Mian Chan. She's a video director at Condé Nast, and she used to work at Refinery29. She used to do this video series at Refinery29 called Beauty With Me. Um, and I really loved it and I liked it mainly because although obviously it was backed by like a media company, I, 
still things that she gave like she was still had a very down-to-earth personality and she kind of made it more personable when she was like talking about products or getting her makeup done which I really really like. Next is Joyce Chong. She's the creator of The Get-Go, a startup about happiness but I know her as an EIC of Self Magazine previously and she's also worked at or worked at or contributed to several other publications. Next is B. Shapiro. She's the New York Times fashion columnist of Skin Deep. Now I've been reading her articles on the New York Times for like a pretty long time now and I really really like her. Like one time I I don't know what was happening but I was watching an Instagram live of her and someone else just talking about gardening and it was actually like extremely pleasant. Like I actually really really enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> next is Michelle Lee. She's the EIC of Allure. You probably already know her. I love her. She's so, she's very nice. Very, very nice. Like I always watch her videos from her nail alert to her skincare um, posts all the way to like the Allure podcast. I just really like her vibe. Um, next is Faith Shue. She's the editorial director at Birdie. And actually, I was just on Instagram and I was looking at her story and she got promoted. So now she's the editorial or beauty director for all entire Dot Dash brands, which is insane. So very good for her. Really like her. And I think Birdie is doing a very good job uplifting Asian American slash Asian voice. Sorry, my words are slurring, but Asian voices right now. So definitely check out Birdie. I'll link a bunch of their articles on the blog. Next, we have Connie Wang. She's the executive editor at Refinery29. I watched her videos. One video that that sticks out to me that she was actually the host of was basically talking about the reality and the expectation of Calabasas, California. I know, really weird. But if you actually go to Calabasas, California, it's you'll like pick up a vibe that's like completely different from what when they refer to Calabasas. But but if you don't know, Calabasas is primarily where a lot of like very wealthy entertainers live from like I'm pretty sure Drake lives there and I'm pretty sure like Kylie Jenner lives there as well yeah I remember Snoop Dogg's daughter was on it yeah that was that was interesting oh my god and there was one girl and she gets a blowout like every two or three days from like a salon and I'm just like whoa I'm lucky if I get a blowout every six months well now I have my Revlon one step so maybe a couple days but (laughs) yeah next is Hanya Yanajihara she's the EIC of T Magazine at the New York Times I actually really like the T Magazine and in reality I actually really like any fashion arts magazine that comes out of like a newspaper I think they do a really good job as kind of like separating themselves with the newspaper but bringing that kind of professional news voice and style into the magazine which I really really like so we have Ariana Yaktanko she is the social and beauty editor at LUSA I just found her just followed her but she's pretty cool I love LUSA I don't know if I've talked about it but they did a really really good job um I'm pretty sure like last year during the Black Lives Matter movement during June they did a really good job like producing stories and writing about the Black Lives Matter movement which I really appreciated um, and then finally, we have Radhika Jones. She's the EIC of Vanity Fair. You probably already know her, but I really like her too. Next, moving into my favorite beauty, fashion, lifestyle influencers. Like these are the people who like genuinely inspire me and I love them so much. But the very first person is Jen M. So I've been watching Jen M since like, she like got out of college, which was like almost 10 years ago. And I think it's crazy. Like, like YouTube, it's crazy in the sense of like, I got to see her go from graduating college, moving to Oakland, moving back to LA, getting a boyfriend, getting engaged, getting married, having a house, having a dog. Like, it's crazy. Um, she's someone who inspires me a lot. 
I love watching her videos. Um, next is Ashley Alexander. I actually really love her videos. They're so good. She actually did a video also about stopping Asian hate. I will link it on the blog so you can watch it. But yeah, I just really like her vlog style of videos, I think. She's very nice, very sweet. I really like her sister Amber Alexander as well. I think her family's so cute. Um, yeah, I just love her. Next is Leah's Field Notes. I love Leah's vlog slash her uh, like little apartment and how she does videos, what she talks about and just like, oh my gosh, I think she's so cute. I love watching her videos. She just uploaded an episode like a three days ago or a video like a few days ago, which I need to watch, but oh my God, so cute. Love her. Um, next is Sarah Chung. She goes by Sa Cho on the internet. I love her videos. She also just started a beauty brand called Sacho Beauty. She sells a stainless steel gua sha in roller set. If you haven't purchased like a gua sha or like a roller set, I highly recommend you do because they're some of my favorite like beauty tools of all time. They're so easy to use and they're so relaxing. And I definitely see a huge difference in my like facial structure slash like skin um, when I do use them. Next is Jessica Vu. I love Jessica Vu. I've been watching her since I believe I was in high school or maybe even like my first year of college. I just really love her art style aesthetic and just her videos and her makeup tutorials slash looks. And yeah, I highly suggest you watch them. She has a very distinct style, which I think will resonate for a lot of people because I think it's very soft, pastel, very sweet, very relaxing and calming. I really like it. Next is Ono oh Nina. She's more of a lifestyle YouTuber with a little bit of beauty mixed in here and there, but I really like watching her vlogs. She, I'm pretty sure, was like a study blur YouTuber. So like a, a study stationary YouTuber. Like if you don't know what a study blur is, it's basically like um, a type of blog, Tumblr blog that talks about like pens and studying how to succeed and all that stuff. But um, I really like her videos as well. And I think I resonate with her a lot more now since she's out of college as well. And she's just doing YouTube videos full time. Um, next is Cower Beauty. So it's Puneet. Um, I really like her videos. I think um, I really like her personality. She's like a med school student, but she does like a lot of like beauty videos, fashion videos, and just like a lot of just like random videos here and there. But I really like her personality. And I think she's a really nice person. And I highly suggest you check out her videos. Next is Eileen from Lavender. Um, I cannot stress how much Lavender has helped me grow or just help me figure out myself in the past few years at all. Like, because all her videos are just so geared to helping people and inspiring people and just like making you a better person, like whether that be on the outside or mentally. And I really appreciate that. She also has such a pretty aesthetic. It's very soft. It's lavender, if you haven't already guessed, and she's just like a bright light. I would describe her as that. Sadly, she ended her podcast, I believe, a little while ago, but definitely go through her podcast. Really great interview guest she has. I love it a lot. I think it's one of my favorite podcasts of all times. Yeah, that kind of wraps up my list of favorite influencers, writers who work in the beauty lifestyle fashion space. Um, obviously there's going to be so much more 
And if you know any more people, please let me know and I can add them on the blog post. I can update the blog post and add them. And I would really appreciate it. With that being said, let's wrap up the show. If you enjoyed today's episode of Cute Kind Of, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Speaker, Spotify, Google Podcasts, CastBox, iHeartRadio, Bullhorn, Amazon Podcasts, and pretty much any other major podcast streaming service. If you'd like to connect with me, you can find me at Cute Kind Of Podcast on Instagram. I deleted our cute kind of Twitter, so don't look that up. But um, if you'd like to still follow me on Twitter, you can just follow my personal Twitter. It's at Layla underscore Riaz. So at L-A-I-L-A underscore R-I-A-Z. There I share a lot of links to um, articles I've been reading, especially right now with Asian American hate crimes. So definitely check me out there. If you'd like to email me, my email is hellocutekindof at gmail.com. And like always, any products I mentioned, articles I've mentioned, links I've mentioned are already on the blog at www.cutekindof.com. All right, so that wraps up today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it and found it insightful. You know, like, of course, like for my first episode back, I didn't think it was going to be this, but I was like, this is a very important conversation that needs to happen. So I'm here. I'm going to upload another episode on Monday. I want to try doing a Monday upload schedule. So just in case if something goes wrong in the middle of the week, I have the weekend to kind of fix any details. And with that being said, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you have made it this far, please drink some water, maybe take a nap, you know, enjoy our day, relax. Um, I know Mondays are literally the worst for a good reason, but yes, um, I look forward to talking to you guys all next week on Monday. Until then, enjoy your week, enjoy your weekend, and bye!